There's a place in southeast Colorado just above the New Mexico border called Bon Carbo. The name is a loose translation of the French Bon Charbon, meaning good coal. Good coal makes sense because this area in the foothills of the Spanish Peaks is loaded with the stuff, as in mother load. Back in the early 1900s, Bon Carbo and the Raton Basin were a huge and thriving coal mining area. We're seeing remnants of the coke ovens as Franny and I drive west from Trinidad on State Highway 12. Mining operations are long gone after demand fell in the late 1950s, and things stayed pretty quiet for decades. That is until about 20 years ago when gas exploration came to the area in a big way. By some estimates, there are about 2,000 gas wells in the Raton to the tune of about one well for every 40 acres today. Bringing along with it heavy traffic, noise, and what many locals believe contaminated drinking water from drilling into the coal formation to extract natural gas. So for those who moved to Bon Carbo for the peace and quiet, not to mention clean air and water, good coal? Not so much. Just ask Carol Vanderwall. Yeah, I'm Franny. That's Jamie. We meet Carol at her house nestled in a pine forest valley. Her dog Jace is jumping up, excited at our arrival. Carol's a thin woman in her early 80s. She and her husband, now deceased, moved to Bon Carbo from Denver 40 years ago and raised a family in this very spot. She's seen a lot of change. Well, there wasn't any activity for a long, long time. They had not done anything until the early 90s, and then there was activity, and Amico was the uh, player then, and they sold to Evergreen. So Evergreen just just had their way with this, this land, just, just drilled everywhere. Hundreds, hundreds of wells. To say that Evergreen, or more formally the Evergreen Operating Corporation's time in this area was contentious, that would be gross understatement. Small amount of us pressed suit against Evergreen. They were in violation of the Clean Water Act. Carol and her neighbors alleged Evergreen was illegally discharging produced water from coal bed methane drilling into nearby arroyos. The lawsuit was settled, and they were even honored with a Friend of EPA award for fighting water pollution. It was a victory, until it wasn't. It was like having cancer. You, you know, first you have encouraging results, and then you, <laughs> you're down on the bottom again. And uh, it was something that was not fun. In fact, uh, Evergreen did a slap suit against us. A so-called slap suit is short for strategic lawsuits against public participation. It's a tactic used by companies to discourage citizens from taking direct action. The slap suit against Carroll and fellow landowners charged them with trespassing and libel. The libel portion was dismissed and the trespass portion, where they crossed onto private property to photograph violations, was settled in July 2000. Mention evergreen to landowners here and many shiver as though recalling a disturbing nightmare. The drilling company has since been sold to Pioneer Natural Resources and most say Pioneer has been a better neighbor. But still, all is not bone in Bon Carbo. I got the gold medal, I got the gold ring or yeah. whatever. She's referring to her latest water analysis that reads like a witch's brew of chemicals. And you also have benzene, mm -hmm. and I can't pronounce all these other zines. Fluorine and, oh no, all those hard words. Carol had asked the Colorado Oil and Gas Conservation Commission, or COGCC, to sample her water because a previous test had shown benzene, toluene, and increasing methane. 
Carol, like other homeowners we interviewed, had baseline testing, so she knew that her water had changed. And I called Peter because I wanted him to test the water uh, in 2014 because it I wanted to find out if pollutants had actually gone down. She's referring to Peter Gintadis, COGCC's Environmental Protection Specialist for Southeast Colorado at the time. He came out to sample her well. And that's when he got excited and said, oh my gosh, we got TBA. That's not naturally occurring. He said that? that? Peter? Sure. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead and say it. Yeah. I was going to say, Peter Gintadis told you that TBA is not naturally occurring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he told me that. TBA is short for tert butyl alcohol. You might not have heard of TBA, but it's in lots of things you use every day, like shampoos, nail polish, and perfumes. And also in shellac, paint removers, and was a byproduct of gasoline additives. One place it shouldn't be found? In water wells. So we're surprised to hear Carol's answer, because just last year, Peter, on behalf of the COGCC, investigated the incidence of TBA in the Raton Basin and published a report strongly suggesting the opposite, that people had terpbutyl alcohol in well water because it was naturally occurring. I'll tell you what Peter told me about TBA when he first found it. He said, uh, no one's done any testing on how this affects the human body. Uh, But there was a testing in North Carolina or South Carolina where they've tested male rats and come to the conclusion that it does something to the urinary tract and gives liver cancer and and such. So that kind of caught me up short. (laughs) I've been drinking this. So, uh, okay, I guess I better go for some clean water. So what are you doing now for drinking water? I go to town and get five gallons at a time from a reverse osmosis place. But are you using the water for anything from the wells? I'm using it for bathing and uh, for washing dishes, clothes, that sort of thing. Did, did he tell you anything like, I think you should talk to the Department of Health? No. no, he say, no. I, I suggest you shouldn't drink this water? No, no, he never said that. He never told you not to drink uh-uh. your water? No. This was just a decision you made on your own? Well, yeah, after being alarmed uh, that everybody else is not drinking their water. And I'm saying, oh my gosh, mine is even worse. So Not only did Carol not get any direction about her water, it took COGCC five months to send her the results. Are you going to have them come back and test again? Yeah, uh, I suspect I will. Just have to do another complaint? Evidently, I do. At this point, I'm just... I'm just up to here with, you know, I can't contain it all. But you'd think that they would come back and test it on their own, maybe even. Carol Vanderwall is not at all alone in feeling like the agency in charge of regulating oil and gas activity in the state of Colorado is not in her corner. We interviewed other homeowners who had changes to their water, and COGCC refused to link it to gas drilling, even though it's the only industry in the area. From past dealings, um, COGCC is not really on the side of the landowner. Um, That's been our experience, so I don't trust them. The people that work for them, I think they, they tell them, that I'm talking about the industry, they tell them just what they want them to know so that they can feed the landowner just what the landowner should know. <laughs> and so uh, you have no knowledge of, of their drilling techniques, especially with Evergreen. That was, that was sad. 
it's it's not been easy. It's not been easy dealing with the industry mm. over COGCC. As good-natured as Carol is, she is clearly fed up with the state and its seeming unwillingness to regulate the industry. I hear all this scuttlebutt about them not not affecting the groundwater, and that's just a blatant lie. I'm sorry, it is just a blatant lie. It should be noted that the last time COGCC communicated with her was in a letter stating that the sources of the volatile organic compounds in her water wells was, quote, unknown at this time, adding that the investigation of her complaint was ongoing. That was August of 2014, a year and a half ago, and she's not heard a peep since. Forgotten, it would seem. In part two of our story, we'll try to find out if COGCC is going to investigate Carol's water. We'll also try to talk to them about their report on TBA in the Raton Basin. We asked geologists, hydrologists, and other scientists to review it, and, spoiler alert, they came to a different conclusion. Reporting from Denver, Colorado, I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler, and you're listening to H2O Radio.